this week's episode of Your Manchester. Your Manchester is powered by TalkTalk's Future Fibre, which has now arrived here in Manchester. Future Fibre broadband is ultra-fast and ultra-reliable, and with speeds up to a whopping 900 megabits, it's fast enough to handle anything you can throw at it. Plus, you can connect over 75 devices at once, so bye-bye fighting over the Wi-Fi. As if it couldn't get any better, Future Fibre plans now come with an Amazon Aero mesh router, so you can get the latest in Wi-Fi 6 technology for free. To see if your postcode can get Future Fibre, search Talk Talk Future Fibre now. You do join us backstage here at the AO Arena. On stage, there are 15 musicals coming together to bring you their individual show business spectacular, each on stage, and a few special things going on as well. So sit back and relax and enjoy this week's episode of Your Manchester. Night of the musicals. I you love musicals. Love a musical, as do you. Well, yeah, this must be. Hello, <laughs> this must be an ideal job for you. It's perfect. It's one of those jobs, I must say, and it rarely happens to me that if I was sat at home watching it on telly and someone else was hosting, I'd be livid. Yeah. Well, this must be sensational for you performing here tonight. Yeah, but you know, nothing is as sensational as your outfit. I must say that. Well, thank you. Um, this is to meet distracting you. me. Do you like it? As it should. Um, it's very you know distracting. Taken off the... When I came through the door, I, yeah. thought, I thought, "Is that Patricia Quinn?" Did you? I swear to God, I thought you were Pat Quinn. You look fabulous. Look like Pat Quinn? Yeah. This is a sensational show tonight, but you're also coming from a sensational show. And Juliet. Yeah. Perhaps for people that don't know anything about the show, I mean, they've obviously been hidden under a rock. What is the show all about? Go on, tell them. It is a celebration of the music of Max Martin. Uh, probably 80% of the hits that we've known for the last 25 years have been written by Max Martin, although we didn't know he was behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, that collaboration with him and Shakespeare and the story of Romeo and Juliet sets us off on a pretty great path. So, yikes. Okay. Explain the story of your musical. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> the Drifters Girl. Let's go back to show. Uh, the Drifters Girl. Uh, a story about Faye, Tra- Faye Treadwell, the first uh, African. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I had this. You know why? You know why? Because we did this, and I had it down to a T. I had it scripted. And I was like, let me just. Okay. Explain the story of your musical. Oh, easy. Uh, <laughs> the story tells uh, a beautiful story about Faye Treadwell, the first African-American woman uh, to ever manage a group of its size. Uh, and it explains the trials and tribulations that she went through, the doors that weren't open, the doors that she had to make herself to open herself and allow other people uh, to follow in her footsteps. Uh, not only that, we look at the life that the Drifters had with Faye Treadwell uh, alongside her daughter, Tina Treadwell, who is also featured in the show. That was very good. Now, you've not come into the show properly. No, not yet. Any apprehensions as yet? No, not at all. I just, I, what I really want to do is make sure that I'm in all the proper places because I'm not coming in as a brand new show. I'm coming in as a person that needs to be on left two and right (laughs) six and make sure I'm not knocking anyone over or knocking him over. I mean, you know, musicals have been open for a few months, but not everybody knows, not everybody sort of feels confident and getting out there. 
So I think it does feel like the right time, especially January, everyone's feeling a bit down. We're, is it opening, are we closing, what's going on? We've had back and forth for so long. This feels like, do you know what? We're back, we're open, come and see us. So, uh, joined by the Castle Lewis, this must be a sensation for you. You started off doing the show at Hope Mill, I think it's 100 seater? The 100 seater. 13,000? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Doing all right for you? Yeah, yeah. Good feeling? Yeah, real good feeling. Well, is this the end of the journey for the Wiz then? It is. We would love, we would love to come back and do something and share more of the magic that we've created. But for now, yes, we had our final bow. So to be back here tonight and do this, it just brings yeah. more life into it. Well, you've looked out tonight, haven't you, really? Because you're covering. Yes. But you're covering in the arena. I mean, that must be a bit good. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mitch and I have talked about it multiple times today. It's just... We feel so lucky. It almost, it really doesn't feel real being here. Um, <laughs> yeah. It is, it really is such an honor to be here as covers. Um, and speaking yeah. of honors and awards, you're oh doing gosh. quite all right for yourself at the moment, yeah, aren't you? Well, you know, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful role. So you know, yeah. I think you know, it's, it's a real privilege to be able to play this character. Who you know, and, I, and certainly in, in the show and uh, in the performance, hopefully tonight, it's going to be amazing when, when we see the audience just going crazy. You know, and I can see it in, in the show every night. People seeing their life you know kind of through Evan you know vicariously through through Evan so I think it's wonderful it's a joy to be back anywhere you know just to be standing on a crate in a pub in a corner yeah. that would be great singing but to be in front of 14,000 musical theatre fans in one of the, the biggest best arenas in the country it's going to be an incredible experience and you stepped in only a couple of weeks ago <laughs> to, to reprise your role yeah. of Jean Valjean how did that feel uh, it was awful, <laughs> I'll be honest, yeah. Um, you know, I had 24 hours notice, I hadn't sung the role for well over a year, and I went in to help out, and um, uh, yeah, it was like, you know, rabbit in the headlights. It was, it was a really stressful, but you know, ultimately rewarding experience. Yeah. Now, tonight you're doing Bring Him Home. Mm. What's, what's, why is that song so important to everybody? It seems like it's... It you know, if I knew the answer to that, I'd have written my own. Mm. That's then, really all I'm worried tonight's about. a totally different experience as well. Mm. Obviously, your shows are normally in theatres. Tonight, mm. in an massive, arena. How massive. does it feel? Massive. I mean, it's, yeah. there's thousands of people here. It's How many people daunting. are in a theatre? As far as you look, you can see people, yeah. just thousands. It's amazing. It must be a bit freaky. It's fun. <laughs> You're going to have fun with it's it. Scary. Is there any other shows that perhaps you'd wanted to see that are on the um, list with you yeah, tonight? Yeah, I want to see Tina. Okay then, so you're in Tina the Musical. Uh, tell us a little about the show. The show is simply the best. Yes. And I think everyone should come and watch it. And does it make you proud, Mary? Absolutely. Tends me nutbush crazy. Really? Yeah. I mean, you get a lot of notes, don't you? I mean, to be fair, you're sometimes river deep, mountain high. Sometimes I'm in, sometimes I'm out. Hoops up here, everywhere, turning around. I love yeah. it. There's so many. Oh my God. Get up, stand up. It's it's just it's such a great opportunity to see all of our community, as well as bits and pieces of what they have to offer, yeah. and then also be a part of it as well. It's There's just, a lot of new shows yeah. in the West End this year. It's Lots of good, isn't it? Just, yeah. Really good. It's so important that the National Lottery has thrown in its lot with us. Poor performers <laughs> who have had to sit at home and not do anything for so long. So it, with their help, there's going to be a whole crop of young, vibrant um, musical theatre performers who have a chance to do something, you know, and to have a career because of the funding of the National Lottery going into production companies and going into, you know, various different projects. It's so fantastic. And of course, the projects that are already up and running, like our show, you know, helping them to keep going and to exist in such a tough economic space is brilliant. Um, the lottery <laughs> supporting this tonight is important because of... 
Oh, it's important because everybody needs to be aware of, you know, theater and, I mean, there's so many people in the audience who every single musical that hits a stage tonight, there's going to be something that touches them. Um, that maybe they wouldn't have an easy time, you know, getting in touch with themselves without musical theater. And so bringing awareness to it is just so important. You know, without them, things like this wouldn't happen. Why are musicals still so important to people? I think musicals are important because they allow people to be like transported to a new world and to just kind of take themselves out of reality for two and a half hours. So mm. musicals like Evan, you know, The Lion King, just like gives people a bit of hope and a bit of imagination really. I think we need it. Now we do want to ask you, how do you stay being a legend for so many wonderful years? Tell our viewers your top tips on being and remaining a legend. Oh my God. Well, my lovely. <laughs> I tell you what. I love life, I love music, I love to perform, and I swear that helps to keep you, you know, not only, not just youthful, because that's a bit weird, but like, it, it keeps you relevant, it keeps you excited to do what you do, and I think the public can feel that, and because the public can feel that, from me, they're kind enough to always ask me back to do things, and, it, and it's, it's a mutual, you know, appreciation so it's it's the public now not to embarrass you at all mr sam Tutte, but we were speaking to our viewers this week oh my gosh. and you are up there as number three top ginger top ginger oh my yes. god Ooh. amazing okay that's so, a lot that's okay that's, that's good how does that make you feel i'm very i'm privileged i'm honored yeah i, th I think yeah. certainly <laughs> something i'm gonna try and strive to be number one yes um i didn't realize i was gonna be third but you know I you can do it it's privilege but you know i'm gonna i'm not gonna stop until i'm not it's i'm ginger i'm not gonna stop until i'm a number yeah. one for good. sure 100 14 of the best songs from the best shows uh full you know costume the stars of those shows there's also really some really special uh, medleys as well which you won't get to see anywhere else so what are the medleys that we we've got the, the drifters girl with beverly knight so she's performing with the boys they're singing three or four songs on the show which obviously you wouldn't see usually and very excitedly we've got a disney medley lion king beauty and the beast and frozen all performing on stage at the same time now you've done musicals you've done lots of musicals if there's one that you could be in that you've not done yet what would you be in Crikey. I mean, if I could edge into the Tina Turner musical, I'm sure there must be a part for me somewhere. I could see you in a tassel dress like that. I really could. I think you look fantastic. Yeah. In just a few words, why should people come and watch this? This show is... If you're at home on Saturday night, it's on BBC One, it's on Radio 2, this is a show full of joy. It's over 400 people have put this show together um, to make sure that it, it, it got made and, and got done. And it just feels like, for me, like a show that when you finish watching it, you'll feel happier, endorphins released in your brain, blood pressure lowered. It's one of those shows that's just full of joy. Well, if you're something you can't join us here, at this wonderful event, then fear not. And if you're feeling a little bit down, fear not. We've got our Jo Britton, and she's going to lift you up with a little bit of mojo. It's Jo Britton, your personal performance coach here for another minute of mojo. Are you struggling, like lots of my clients are at the moment, to get motivated? We're rapidly heading towards the end of January, it's still dark outside and maybe some of your New Year's resolutions have already gone out of the window. Well, you wouldn't be alone. So here is a brain hack for you to help you get motivated and get your mojo back. It's to get curious. Curiosity is 
a number one primal emotion. It is the desire to acquire more instinct. And when we get curious, it stimulates mid-regions in the brain, releasing dopamine, the reward chemical. So we really feel good. So how do you do that? Ask yourself curious questions like this one. If we were to meet 12 months from today, what would have happened for you to feel that you've made progress? Try that out. And if that fails, you can always just wear a bit of sparkle. I'll be back next time for another minute of mojo. In the meantime, you can come and follow me on my Instagram page, joebritton.mojo for more tips. So many shows going on around Manchester. We are, of course, going to be joined by Blood Brothers very, very soon. That classic tale of two wonderful brothers from that little place known as Livy Peel. And uh, one of the stars of the show joins us now, Sean Jones. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Are you know, your, accent, your accent's better than most of the people on the show. Did you like that? I, that I did that brilliant. scene. I think everybody at school had to do that scene from Blood Brothers where um, you, 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 you one's posh and one's not. I think that was the way it was at school. You all had to do that sensible scene. It's a Willie Russell play, musical. Uh, perhaps tell everybody the story of it without giving anything away. Thank you for that. I mean, it's complicated enough to tell it with giving stuff away. Uh, okay, two twins separated at birth. Um, one goes to a posh family and one stays at home with a poor family and they grow up on opposite sides of the track. Uh, that's the essential part of the story, but they keep meeting and they become best friends despite the parents trying to keep them apart because obviously it's a secret that they're actually twins. Uh, and they may or may not find out at the end. How about that? Is that Did I, I not give anything away? Absolutely spot on that, Sean. It's the way that it's done, though, because, you know, to watch the start of this, you think, oh, this is very, very dark. Then it goes into something so bubbly and so cheerful, and the next minute, you're just, like, settling in nicely, and then it's like, it's a turn, isn't it? It's yeah, so it's clever. Gen genius of writing with, with, uh, that Willie Russell has done, like, of structure, <laughs> that you... Uh, it, it goes at a pace as well. I mean, some of the scenes of the play... Uh, I think like the longest scene is only about a page and a half long. It just slips along, and it it, it is. I know it's a cliche, but it, it is a roller coaster that you don't know what's coming unless, of course, you're one of the many Blood Brothers fans who have seen it about fifty million times. But if it's your first time seeing it, you as you mentioned there, you don't know what's coming at all from one moment to the next because you go from a moment of bordering melodrama to suddenly adults playing children, uh, which you hopefully quite quickly forget and just get involved in the characters, to eventually um, uh, going into some real dark drama towards the end of the play, uh, where, my, where my characters um, take, take some real dark turn. It's, it's, it's sensational. Do you have a favourite part of the show? I mean, it seems strange really knowing the story, but I mean, what is your favourite part of the, the show well, for you as an actor, I suppose? It, it all depends on how tired I am. <laughs> I love doing the kids stuff. It's high energy, um, high octane stuff. You know, you're playing a seven-year-old. Obviously, we don't act. It's a weird thing. We don't act like seven-year-olds, but we have to sort of imbue it with all the energy and enthusiasm that a seven-year-old would have. Uh, and 
you know, on a Wednesday matinee at my age, that can be quite hard to summon up. So, so maybe sometimes on those days, I quite prefer the, the, the sort of slower, quieter scenes towards the end. Um, yeah, it depends on my mood. Do you know what? The, but the beauty is for, you know, it's a part I've been playing for quite some time, as a lot of people know. And it's, uh, you, you get to a point where you just go, what what a joy of a part of this amazing journey. And you get to do everything. You make, get to make an audience laugh and you get to make an audience sob, ugly tears. Um, actually, what's better than that, really, you know, as an actor? And it, it would seem that towards the end, I'm trying so hard not to give anything away here, Sean, but it would seem at the end, I mean, you guys are all totally evoked by this story and a thousand percent into it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it, again... Thanks to the writing, it's very hard to to not feel emotionally involved with it. I think we all relate to the story, uh, and we all can. That's probably you know part of the key to the story's success is everybody finds a way to relate to Blood Brothers, um, be it through family, through loss, um, or through circumstances that some of the characters find themselves in. Um, you know, and, and it, it's funny how you'll you'll you might even get a letter sometimes of somebody who goes, "Oh my God." This story is brilliant and it really touched home because, you know, I lost my grandmother a few weeks ago and you go, well, that's really interesting because there's, there's nothing to do with that in Blood Brothers. But it, it's just, there's obviously a, I think people find it very cathartic to go and, and just get moved by a piece of theatre. And let's be honest, we've all missed getting to do that for the last couple of years anyway. Exactly. Um, of course, you've had that so many mothers <laughs> since your time in Blood Brothers. Well, I was going to say you need you need to throw your hat in the ring. You be Oh, I, I do a wonderful. Tell me it's not true. I do honestly. Yeah, I've, I, no I've, one had ever. Few, I've had all of the Nolans. Uh, <laughs> I've had uh, Melanie C. That was that was incredible. Um, Lim, the fabulous Lynn Paul wonderful Nikki Evans that we've got at the moment. I worked with her for many years, um, some years ago, and I think it was about 10 years ago she did it last. Um, and yeah, it's... Uh, and and uh, interestingly, my wife as well played... Because <laughs> my wife played Mrs. Lyons in the show, who understood as Mrs. Johnson. So I yeah. was in the, in the very strange position sometimes of having my wife playing my mum on stage, which was, I, I'm sure... A psychiatrist would have a lot to discuss and unpack there, really. Yeah. I mean, is it strange, because you know the role so well, because you've done it so many times, going into a different kind of show because of the way that the, the mothers are played? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it keeps everything fresh. When there's, um, you know, I've, I've, like, I've got a new wife at the moment. I've got a new Linda in the show who's, who's wonderful. And it's lovely to rediscover those scenes with a new actress so that I'm not just churning out the same stuff year on year on year. Uh, and the, the same goes with Mrs. Johnson. My, my relationship with all my mums on stage is subtly different. Uh, whether an audience can pick up on that, I wouldn't know, because obviously we still have to keep to the same beats and the same uh, rhythm of the scene and the same emotional heart of the scene. But uh, inevitably, you know, how I respond to like say Linda Nolan is very different from how I'll respond to um, Mel C on stage, you know, because they're, they're very they're very different people, and you know, sometimes you've got somebody like Linda Nolan who's incredibly 
like a mum and you know she, she'd tell me off on the side and I think sometimes she'd forget that actually was she wasn't really my mum uh, but she took on that role brilliantly <laughs> and I think uh, Nikki Evans has a little uh, twin a twinkle in her eye sometimes when she's dealing with me like hey it's amazing now this is coming to Manchester from the 15th of February you've obviously been to Manchester a few times any particular oh, parts wait. of Manchester that you love I, uh, do you know what? It's always weird to go back to Manchester to, to sort of see how much of it has changed. Uh, because I'm proper old school, northern, well, I'm in North Wales, but, you know, Manchester was always a good shopping day out for us. And my, my teenage years were spent hang, hanging around Affleck's Palace and stuff like that. So I always gravitate down to that area and uh, the record shops and the vintage shops and everything. Um, yeah, because I'm a bit vintage myself now, you see. I know the feeling. I'm stuck in the 80s. Um, listen, at the, at normally at the end of these interviews, I would ask um, the person I'm speaking to, to to sum up why people should see the show. But, you know, I think it speaks for itself. So I'm not going to ask you that question. I'm simply going to say, Sean Jones, thank you so much for your time today and have a fabulous run here in Manchester, 15 to the 26th of February. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Here's some admissible events happening across Manchester in the next few days. And it seems to be Comedy Central in the city this weekend. On Thursday, Ed Byrne is at the Stockport Plaza with his show called If I'm Honest. Also at the Plaza on Friday, Dave Spikey is appearing with A Funny Thing Happened. And this Sunday at the Manchester Opera House, Ross Noble takes to the stage with his show called Humanoid. At home, you can see Box of Tricks, which is there for a creative weekend, showcasing new plays in their current Playbox playwrights and connecting with local writers and theatre makers. On Friday and Saturday at the Oldham Coliseum, you can see the greatest hits of Motown, featuring songs made famous by Lionel Richie, The Temptations, Stevie Wonder and more. At the Stoller Hall on Monday lunchtime, there's a concert from Chris Augustine. And at the AO Arena on Saturday and Sunday, it's the Strictly Come Dancing Live Arena Tour 2022. At the Museum of Science and Industry, you can see a great exhibition called 14 Scientists Who Shaped Our Lives, which of course includes the great Alan Turing. And whether you're red or blue, you'll love one of the exhibitions at the National Football Museum right now called When Football Was Football. The photography of Sefton Samuels. It features some iconic pieces from the 60s all the way to the 80s. And if you've an event you'd like us to tell the whole of Greater Manchester about, then drop us a line. Contact us at yourmcr.com. Now, of course, it's not all about theatre. There is, of course, television. Let's join our Haley to see exactly what's on the box. Hi, I'm Hayley and welcome to this week's On The Box. Now, if you haven't started watching it already, there is, of course, a new series of The Bay over on ITV. And, of course, that's set around the corner from all of us in Morecambe. Now, there's also The Good Karma Hospital. That stars Amanda Redman. And it tells the story of a junior doctor called Ruth who goes to India in search of a job over on the BBC, we have Rules of the Game, and that stars the wonderful Maxine Peake, and it's about an HR director who begins her job, and she tries to change the lad's culture at the firm. Over on Netflix, I watched the film The Unforgivable, starring Sandra Bullock, and that is definitely one to watch. And also, I thoroughly enjoyed Centre Stage, another one to watch there as well. Now, that's it from me. I shall catch you next time. And remember, stronger together. Bye. Well, that's it for today's show. Today's episode of Your Manchester has been powered by TalkTalk Future Fibre, the UK's fastest and most reliable broadband technology, which is now available here in Manchester. 
To see if your postcode can get Future Fiber, search Tartark Future Fiber right now. 